the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In 1936, a priest named E.P. Dandridge had a dream. He was the rector of Christ Church right here in Nashville, and he dreamed of a new Episcopal mission. Nashville in that time was growing, expanding southward, and Father Dandridge's dream was to plant a mission right in the heart of where Nashville was developing. It just took 15 more years for the dream to start to come true. Now, I love history. I, I, I like digging into it a little bit, uh, digging into our past, finding the history of, of a place or person, a people, using it both as a, a travelogue of where we've come from, but also sometimes as a map for where we could be going. And today is my fourth Feast of St. Bartholomew with you. So happy Feast Day. Uh, the first time I was here, I preached the big B, St. Bartholomew himself, so I could actually get to know him a little bit better, as you did. And then in year two, I preached uh, the building itself, uh, especially the cornerstone outside. Year three was the bark of St. Bartholomew's just last August. And today, a banner. Four B's. See, you didn't see that, but there are four B's. Uh, and the banner, because this banner bears our history to us. It bears our history to us. This was commissioned, as I understand it, on the, for the 60th anniversary of our parish back in 2014. And it's like, uh, a, basically like a coat of arms for us. Coat of arms is, is like a crest uh, they've been used for over 900 years across Europe um, as a kind of hereditary device where a family story is told in pictorial form. It's affixed to a shield, and then it's used to identify kings and queens to guide knights in battle. And so colorful trappings like these of uh, medieval chivalry are still very much a part of our modern world, even here in America. But they can be as obscure as they are obvious, as confusing as they are colorful. So, this is our text for the homily today, our shield, our very own coat of arms. And I want to look at it kind of in a, 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 a counterclockwise pattern and notice four things. A people, a place, a person, and a purpose. A people, a place, a person, a purpose. Number one. Uh, a people. This is from St. Luke's Gospel for today that I just read. You are those <clears throat> who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you, just as my Father has conferred on me, a kingdom. So you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. So, using you, you can either use your uh, bulletin insert or you can look up here. Um, the bulletin, I think each of them has an insert with this uh, seal on it. So the first thing that I want you to notice is the blue border around our shield that has the pictures in it. So the blue border, um, I've actually been reading a lot about our parish history this week. Uh, some of it in, in reflecting on, uh, on the tragic death of Father Thomas McKenzie, who was a son of this parish. Uh, and then also, I happened to come across 
uh, a document that I think was written by uh, Father Dixon Kinzer, who was a former associate, another son of this parish, now the rector of a church in North Carolina. But I think for this celebration back in 2014, um, Father Dixon actually wrote these words. He said, the term, a picture is worth a thousand words, could not be more appropriate when it comes to ecclesiastical or church banners. Church banners, like the new one we have at St. Bartholomew's, are meant to do more than just paint a pretty picture. Instead, they tell a story. And ours is full of symbolism that points to the past, the present, and the future of our beloved parish. Like all great crests of old, St. Bartholomew's seal tells our story. And the name and the location of the parish are written around the edge. So he begins with the name and the location. So when I arrived here in 2017, first time I saw this banner... Uh, I began to learn a lot about a people called St. Bees. People call St. Bees. And I've come to love that appellation, that little familiar nickname for us, uh, for uh, this place and, and her people, like our, the hashtag that we use, hashtag we are St. Bees, because we are. We are a place where people come to rest, to heal, to experience grace, where people come to belong. And I love that about who we are. I do. And yet, notice the name around the crest is not St. Bees. It's the more formal title, St. Bartholomew's. It's a title, I think, with gravitas, with weight, with heft, because that is what you are. You are a people with weight, with dignity, with importance, not just a club. You are the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, the body of Christ incorporated at 4800 Belmont Park Terrace. So I read something this week about the local church that I wanted to share with you. It says that Jesus viewed the church globally as well as its local expression as an undefeatable, glory-radiating community-deepening, truth-seeking epitome of God's love and rule on this earth. A diverse collection of men and women who are resurrected from spiritual death to a new and profound reality of being spiritually alive. Jesus saw the church overflowing goodness and generosity, regardless of material wealth or personal comfortability. Even in the the hardest uh, external circumstances, The church has always been rooted in an unshakable and sure foundation, and therefore it triumphs. And you are nothing less than that. You are an undefeatable, glory-radiating, community-deepening, truth-seeking people. You are St. Bartholomew's. That's point one, a people. But point two is a people in a place. So, looking at the seal down here at the bottom, this lower quadrant, uh, these seven kind of wavy lines are seven stripes. Uh, they, it, they comprise seven stripes, which represent the seven hills, um, which don't refer to specific hills. I thought that they did, and I looked for them, 
but there are way more hills and the boundaries just mystify me. But what they are, are there seven neighborhoods that have similar names. So Oak Hill, Forest Hills, uh, Hillsborough Village, Green Hills. So that's what this represents. This, uh, a place, because it's saying that place matters. In fact, I love that it takes up fully half of the, of the seal because our place matters to us. We are the body of Christ, but not just the body of Christ. We are tethered to a place. We are in situ, right here in this place. One of my reading groups um, has, for the past few months, been reading Martin Thornton's book on pastoral theology. It's a, uh, it's a treatise, treatise that um, it, it talks about how a few committed believers, committed Christians in a specific place, can faithfully live for God and for the whole world just by being in that place. And Thornton calls it the remnant church. He says that the remnant church is the leaven, the slow, subtle power of the Spirit, which will pervade and convert the whole human lump, the salt, the subtle, soluble flavor. You don't need much of it, but it must not have lost its savor. And what he's saying is that however few or however many we are, what we do in this place matters to the whole world. It matters to the world. Somehow our adoring worship and prayer in here moves the hand of God in the lives of people out there. So if you want to love our place, our seven hills, And you start by attending to the work that God is doing in us here in this place. That's point two. So we got um, a people, a place, and then point three is uh, a person. So we're a people in place, but we're around a person. And that is the, if you can see this, uh, it's it's a Cairo. Uh, I actually have a tattoo of this on my arm. And Ellie, when she was a little girl, called it my PX. But it's actually the first two Greek letters of the word Christos. It's a Christogram, which is like Jesus' monogram. Had he had shirts, this is what he would have embroidered on them. It's his initials so that he could tell them from all the other shirts. Um, It is simply a, a little sign that means Jesus. And as St. Bartholomew's, we're a people that gather in this place around Jesus. In fact... We gather around Jesus in ways that you may not even think about. You may not even know. For instance, if we took the, all of the linens uh, off of the altar, you'd notice that on the top, it's called the mensa, the top of the altar, there are five crosses cut into the marble. Those represent the five wounds of Jesus, his hands, his feet, and his side. Every altar, just about, in Christendom has those five wounds because that altar represents Jesus. The altar just is Jesus. And we, as a Christocentric people, gather around this altar every week, every day, and we flow up to it for bread and back out from it into the world. Christ is this person at the center of our common life. And then point four is a purpose. When God calls a people to a place around the person of Jesus, 
He always gives them a purpose. So just briefly, this is the three knives up here at the top left corner. You probably know the story about uh, the tradition of St. Bartholomew is that he took the gospel to India, and uh, tradition says that he was uh, martyred. He died a martyr's death. Look at Fox's Book of Martyrs or the Golden Legend. Uh, Both of those books say that he was probably martyred by flaying. This is where my kids love. This is the only part of the sermon they ever like. Uh, But his skin was removed with one of these knives. Now, what has that got to do with our purpose? Well, don't be alarmed. Martyr. The word martyr or marturos in Greek was actually an ancient legal term, Reverend Serena. So it was an ancient legal term for someone who gave testimony or evidence in a court of law. Our purpose is to give evidence with our lives for the love we profess for Jesus. To give evidence with our lives for the love we profess for Jesus. As a, in a word, we are witnesses. And that's our purpose. And thankfully, you don't have to be flayed alive to do it. Um, N.T. Wright says this about the witness of the church. It doesn't consist mainly in big statements or loud trumpetings. The witness of the church consists, as it has always done, in living within the present world according to the new rule of the ascended Lord, living in faith, hope, and love, putting into practice the generous, self-giving love which is at the core of Jesus' own message, living out the Beatitudes day by day, demonstrating, witnessing to the world that there is a different way to be human, a way of charity and chastity, a way of patience and prudence, a way of joy and justice, a different way to be human. That is how we witness, and that's our purpose. One last point. You knew that there would be one last point. We are a people uh, in a place around a person with a purpose, but what about the palate? (laughs) I had to work really hard to get the last P in. So what about the palate? If you look on your handout, uh, the part that talks about the colors that we picked, it says the colors of the banner were selected to match and complement the magnificent jewel tones in our current stained glass windows. So the colors of this banner match intentionally the colors of our windows. So just look around, Adam. Some of my favorite moments actually are in this place at the beginning of the day. I'll come in before anybody else gets here uh, because I have this long commute. And then I, so I come down and light a candle and uh, turn on a couple of lights and then watch the light come up uh, in the windows. And this, sometimes I'll take out this little booklet. I don't know if we have these in the gallery anymore. They used to be. Um, but somehow this made its way into my prayer desk here uh, in the chancel. And it's a labor of love by one of our own, David Edwards. Actually, the David Edwards who made the... uh, Is David here? Okay, he made the uh, flower stands we're going to bless, that uh, Reverend Serena is going to bless today. But he wrote this little book called The Stained Glass Windows of St. Bartholomew's. And it actually sort of gives us a key to all of these windows. And he says that the small windows at the top 
of the sanctuary each represent an Old Testament scene, while the longer ones below, those lancet windows, are each from the New Testament. The lower set of 12 windows on the pulpit side depict, uh, show the disciples, and then those on the lectern side of the nave show key figures in the history of the Episcopal Church. So, just look at them. These are our stories. And these, the people that you see depicted in them, are the saints that we worship with every day. Not in memory of, we worship with them. Because at every Mass, at every Eucharist, we pray the words, therefore we praise you, you know this part, joining our voices with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. These are the company of heaven. And at that moment, at this place, the scrim, the curtain between heaven and earth is lifted and we are at all of these stories. When we worship, we are at Abraham offering Isaac in one of the windows back on that side. We are at the Annunciation. We're at Jesus' baptism. We're at the Last Supper with Jesus and His disciples in that window right there. We are at the foot of the cross, and then in the last window, we are at the wedding feast of the Lamb in the new heavens and the new earth. This is who you are. And it is an honor to be your rector. Happy Feast Day, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.